The DNVR Rams podcast is presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Grab a 15-can sampler using the Breck Beer Locator. It will tell you the closest liquor store near you with delicious Breck brews. I love it. Can't speak highly enough about it. Just takes all the inconvenience out of beer shopping, and I hate the chit-chat, hate the small talk. This gets rid of all of that. Check out the Breck Beer Locator, so dope. You can also get Breckenridge Brews delivered straight to your doorway if you're in the metro area. Just check out Davidson's, an awesome local company. They've got locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch. All kinds of promos, all kinds of sales, just a really dope place. Shout out to Davidson's, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. And as always, I'm your boy, Justin Michael. It's been just such a dumb, busy week. I'm, I'm sorry I've been MIA. I, I, I posted a little bit about it on Twitter, but I, I'm moving. I'm, I'm basically moved into my new apartment at this point. But God, it's, it's just such a process. I rented a, a cargo van for like one day and that helped, but I drive a little Mazda 3, so it's just, it's a lot of me taking like 45 trips, trying to move four boxes at a time, and it's just, it's a pain in the butt. I, I Luckily, I had my brother to help me move a little bit, but man, what a terrible process. I <laughs> I just hope I get to be locked down for a little bit, like, I've moved six times in seven years, so it would just be so nice to be situated, to be settled for, you know, at least like two, three, four years. I don't know. I just, I, I dig my new spot. I, I think I'm going to like it. We'll have to see. Obviously, there's always that honeymoon period when you move in somewhere. It it feels cool. It feels, you know, new. It's it's special and all that. You're just excited to be in a new place. It's kind of like going on vacation. You can you don't even have to go somewhere that cool for a vacation to be fun. It's just somewhere that's that's not home. It's somewhere that's different. And after spending the last like four or five months at my old place because we were all in, you know, quarantine and isolation and all that, I was just so ready to get the hell out of there. After I finish up, I got to go back tonight and and finish cleaning up a little bit, but after after that, I don't ever want to see that living room again. I, I can definitely say that with a ton of confidence, just way too many hours spent sitting on a couch that was like 20 years old, not even comfortable, killing my back, watching reruns of The Office and How I Met Your Mother and wishing March Madness was on and wishing baseball hadn't been canceled and wishing I was watching the Nuggets, you know, playing in the playoffs and all of that. But I'm moving. Things are things are on the up and up. Finally, baseball is back. You know, I finally can be heartbroken by the Rockies again. A, a tale as old as time, a song as old as rhyme. The Rockies disappointing Justin Michael. That's what it's all about, though, guys. I I've realized over the last couple of months, I would rather be disappointed by the Rockies every single summer than to ever live this sportsless hellscape that we've been in ever again. It's just been so boring. I don't have any other hobbies. I don't have anything better to do with my time. It, it's just been terrible. I'm so excited to have sports back. Look, I know it feels kind of like the the meme where you're sitting in the middle of the fire. You know, this is fine. The world around you is kind of going to hell. It's burning. It's 
it's crazy. It's chaos. It's the pandemic. It's all, it's all of that. And I get it. I just think we need that two to three hours a day of distraction, just something else to focus on. And sports are going to be that, at least for me. I, I can't wait to be able to talk, you know, to, to hit up my friends again. And, you know, yo, did you watch the game? Did you see the home run? Did you see that crazy double play? Did you see, you know, the sports center highlight that Nolan Arenado made? I just miss, I miss the simple things like that. Obviously, I'm still going to miss, you know, being able to go to the ballpark and all of the normal, you know, quote unquote, normal aspects of sports. But right now, if, if it's only on TV, I'll take it. Just just give me something else to watch. Give me something else to focus on. Anyways, that's that's what I've been up to. That's that's why I've been kind of missing in action over the last seven days or so. I've just been in the process of first packing up everything I own then transporting it. Now I still got to clean and, you know, try and hopefully get my security deposit back. But I'm just glad we got sports. I'm glad that we're going to have something to talk about now. Obviously, there's still a ton of hurdles for college football. And I, uh, I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that Joe Parker went over on this episode, as well as the next episode. Got quite a bit of content actually out of that, which shout out to Joe Parker and CSU Athletics, Kyle Neves. Uh, the sports information director for making all of that possible. But I just, I, I, I don't know. I just wanted to explain what was going on, where I've been. Uh, on top of that, I actually, I recorded this segment earlier in the week and I never ended up publishing it. I did about 15 minutes on Caden Dudley committing to Boise State. Now, at this point, kind of old news because he committed uh, last Friday. So it's basically been like a week at this point. But I just kind of wanted to briefly go over it. It's it's obviously a bummer for CSU local high school football fans that were hoping to see Dudley go from Palmer Ridge to CSU, and then you get to see the the Luke McAllister to Dudley connections stay tight. You know, they their high school teammates, they play together on seven and sevens, are obviously really good friends. It just it would have been a from a media standpoint, it would have been a really cool story to to write about and talk about, especially if they ended up being this you know, superstar duo together over the years. It would have been just a lot of fun stories to tell. It would have been fun for the local fans to cheer him on. But at the end of the day, he's got to do what he feels is best for him. And my biggest takeaway from this whole scenario was actually that I was really pleasantly surprised with the reaction. I was I was kind of worried going in because I had a feeling that he wasn't going to commit to CSU. And that's kind of why, if you go back, I actually posted a podcast about Oh, about nine, 10 days ago now where I was just kind of talking about, you know, no matter where Caden Dudley ends up going, make sure, you know, that you act cool about it. There's nothing lame than than being that 40 year old dude that chimes and hops in the mentions and is like, oh, biggest mistake you've ever made. Like, you know, can't wait till the the Rams come back and kick your ass and all this. It's just lame. Like nobody needs to do that. If you want to feel that in your heart, I guess that's fine. You know, if you want to be petty and and you know, cheer against him a little bit, whatever. That's okay. It's part of sports. I get it. I'm not saying everybody's got to love everybody all the time, but you know, at the end of the day, 18 year olds, they have a right to go where they want to go to school. Like it's as simple as that. And I just think for the most part, it was good to see a lot of words of encouragement. I think most CSU fans, you know, they posted something along the lines of, Hey, like I'm disappointed, was really hoping to see you in the green and gold, but going to be cheering you on really looking forward to watching your career saw some other people be like you know i'll root for you in 11 out of 12 games totally a respectable take totally fair takes 
and just the right way to handle things, I think. So shout out to Ram Nation. Shout out to all the CSU fans that took it in stride. Was it a bummer? Yes. Did you want to see him in the green and gold? Absolutely. Didn't pan out that way. No reason to be, you know, bitter. It's just life's too short. We've got enough, enough things going on in the world to worry about to, to let, you know, something like that, you know, ruin your week or whatever. All right, we're going to play that audio from Joe Parker in just a second, and it's just going to be him responding to uh, some questions initially from from Kevin Lytle, and then I believe the second one was from, from Kelly, but it's just basically talking about the Pac-12 and that decision and, you know, what's still on the on the table for the Rams. He mentioned briefly how, you know, CSU is open to the possibility of, of rescheduling those first two games that CSU obviously lost the September 5th game against Colorado, as well as the September 12th game at Oregon State. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. You know, is it is it going to be a 10-game season? Is it going to be a league-only format? When is it going to start? You know, if it's league-only, does it make more sense to give it a couple weeks? Do you st- still start September 5th? Basically sounds like all of those things are still up in the air at this point. Hell, I mean, there was even a moment where, where Joe Parker kind of briefly talked about how if if leagues aren't able to play, like let's say too many, you know, let's say Utah and, and New Mexico can't go or whatever, you know, the state of Utah and the states of New Mexico, and obviously that would throw a wrench in the Pac-12 plans, and that would throw a wrench in the Mountain West plans with Utah State and Utah. If that were to happen, you know, there could still potentially be like some form of regional football where like Northern Colorado, Air Force, Wyoming. Colorado, Colorado State, all those teams play some type of, I don't who knows, like maybe home and homes with everyone or or just something like at, at this point, all possibilities are basically still on the table, except probably like the traditional 12 game schedule. I'd say that's probably about the the only one we can say definitively that's not going to happen, at least with the with the schedule as it was originally plan to be featuring the Pac-12 schools. They could replace those Pac-12 schools, and then who knows, maybe they find a way to play 12. I doubt it, but the, the main point of all this is that even you know the people in charge, even Joe Parker, CSU athletic director, he still doesn't really know, you know what this season is going to look like. He, he talked about at this point, really all they can do is, is keep pushing forward and keep preparing as if there is going to be a college football season because, you know, what else do they know to do? It's, it's just such a weird time. I'm sure, you know, everybody's getting tired of hearing, you know, well, I don't know, who knows, it's crazy, you know, just give me something definitive. Trust me, I wish that I could, but at least it'll be fun to, to kind of talk about. It'll be, I, I appreciated that Joe was willing to talk with us just given that there are so many unanswered. It would have been really it would have been really easy for him to just be like, look, we're not doing media requests right now. I don't have the answers. There's no point of me, you know, taking fielding questions from you guys for 45 minutes. He didn't do that. You know, he was seemingly as, as transparent with us as possible. Really appreciated that. So we're going to play some of that audio. And then after that, I'm going to talk about five teams that CSU could potentially that, that they could potentially replace those first two weeks with. So, going to uh going to going to be fun i think you guys are gonna like that segment before we get into that though i do gotta talk a little bit about my partners over at DraftKings. 
Grab your peanuts, grab your popcorn, baseball is back, baby. That's right, the boys will be getting back out on the diamond this week. And while we may not be able to join them in the stadium, there's plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home. There's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To celebrate baseball coming back, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering free bets for every home run your team hits. Take advantage of this Grand Slam offer. It's super easy. All you got to do is place a pregame bet of at least $25 on your home team. And for every home run they hit in that game, you'll get $5 worth of free bets. Everybody loves the long ball, baby. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new users a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Don't worry if baseball isn't your game. DraftKings offers great odds and promotions on all sports, ranging from MMA to basketball, Russian table tennis, everything in between. On top of that, DraftKings Sportsbook is U.S.-based, making it safe, it's secure, and reliable. Gotta love that. Plus, it's just super easy to deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's right, the code DNVR to get your sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of DraftKings, you know who I'm glad I can't waste my, my money on anymore? The Colorado Rapids. Choke City, baby. Choke City. Look, I know, I know they're not supposed to be, you know, a contender in the MLS this year or anything like that. So maybe it was on me for, for placing, you know, money on the local team and not going strategic. But they killed not one, not two, but three parlays for me. I, I don't bet on MLS very much, but not ever going to try again. God, the other night, dude, they're up like one zero. And they give up two goals in like 10 minutes. One of them was an own goal. It was just pathetic. Terrible, terrible soccer. No offense to the Rapids fans. I I don't hate on soccer. It's not anything like that. I, I played until high school. I, I love watching international soccer. I love the World Cup. I've gotten a lot more into the Premier League over the last couple of years. I think it's a beautiful game. But <laughs> watching the Rapids, it it feels a lot like watching the Colorado Crush. Like, Technically, it's pro sports. Technically, it's technically it's you know our team, and like I I do my best to really be in on them. But you just watch them, and it's it's tough. It's tough, guys. I'm trying. I'll I'll come back next year. I'm not completely abandoning hope. I'm not saying like you shouldn't watch them, but I'm definitely not gonna bet on them anymore. Man, tough break for the Rapids in the tournament. At least they got to participate. I guess you know. At least they weren't one of the teams that didn't get to participate. But just weird times, <clears throat> weird times. <laughs> Wish I had my money back. Having said all of that, though, love, love, love DraftKings Sportsbook. Love the odds promotions, love everything about it. This isn't even, I already did the read. This isn't even about that anymore. This is just me genuinely endorsing their app. It's it's the best. It's It's so user-friendly. They're always offering all kinds of dope promotions. Shout out to DraftKings. Go take advantage of that. You won't regret it. Unless, of course, you bet on the Rapids like me. (laughs) 
Anyways, let's let's get into some of that scheduling stuff. Here is some of that audio from Joe Parker speaking with the local media. Pac-12 changes, and so therefore some scheduled changes. Um, just what are, conversations are you having within the Mountain West and and other conferences about you know what potentially might be coming, and and are you still feeling pretty optimistic that the fall schedule is still going to happen? We're we're still pushing forward, Kevin. Um, you know, until till people tell us that that's not what we should be doing. Um, you know, that's all we really know to do. Uh, you know, we we've reviewed like everyone. You know, all kinds of scenarios about what what uh, what a season might look like. Um, you know, when this whole thing began uh, shortly after, you know, we kind of left campus. Um, you know, we talked as a league about. Uh, you know what what this might look like and we all felt that you know our, our individual locales were going to be the a key determinant as to whether we would be able to to play fall sports um you know i think what you see market by market is you know trend and vi- trends and viral spreads that are moving probably in the in the you know in a in a direction where there's there's more people impacted uh, we're still pretty healthy here in Northern Colorado, and and for that reason, when we were talking about within the Mountain West, if there were schools that just simply couldn't go because of their local circumstances, we didn't want that to inhibit anyone else. So, so I I think we could see a lot of different scenarios develop over time. Um, you know, we're still very much focused on a Mountain West schedule, um, playing you know in our in our divisional format with eight games. In our case, we've obviously lost uh, two, two of our non-conference opponents when the Pac-12 made their decision. That was uh, unfortunate uh, for us, and I think unfortunate for the people in the state of Colorado who are passionate about college football. Um, but I, I do want to say that you know Rick George, the athletic director at CU, was was an advocate for a conference schedule plus one. You know this. This would be a very easy game for them to play um, as it relates to trying to mitigate any risk of viral spread for their team. You know, travel involves only, uh, you know, a brief bus ride. If they if they wanted to, they, you know, if they modified their 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 game uh, <clears throat> game day scenario, you know, they could have come up day of, um, you know, done everything they needed to do in Folsom and then come up here. So. Rick understood that. Uh, Rick advocated with his peer group in the conference office, and obviously just didn't didn't uh, get the same level of support that that the other direction had. Um, so you know, you know, I'm not I'm not going to rule anything out. You know, we're we're looking a little bit at replacing you know those two lost games. There's there's some interest uh, from other schools that have been kind of put in the same situation, but. At, at this point in time, we, you know, we, we haven't made any any decisions on on what that may look like and and if those games would be uh, home games or away games. But still, uh, you know, still trying to fight forward to to play as many games as possible. Joe, Joe, does thanks for doing this. Does it feel like you're kind of pushing uphill against the inevitability? of either a league only or some kind of regional contracted deal? Have you talked to other schools in proximity, uh, such as Wyoming, Air Force, et cetera, about a home and home, about just limiting that travel and trying to get as much out of you can as you can out of as much as you can control, which as you know, you can't because of where this is going. Yeah. 
Yeah, Sean, you know, I, I, I think right now, I don't think any of us have, have limited, limited the options. You know, as I said before, you know, our, our, our total focus right now is, is to play a, a complete schedule if we could climb back to that level. If not, um, you know, we're, we're focused on conference play within our current division format, you know, determining a, a conference championship for the conference championship game. If, uh, if for whatever reason we're fo forced to think about things differently, then, then I don't think there's anything that's uh, been dismissed or off the table. You know, Tom Berman is, is a highly creative guy. Uh, Rick George is, you know, Nate Pine. You know, there's, there's, there's options along the front range that, that could deliver hopefully some college football if, if, we're, if we're put in a position where we have to really focus down to, to you know, the locales of our, our really drivable markets. But, but right now, you know, the focus is, is uh, you know, at minimum uh, playing our, our conference games and, and, and uh, getting that divisional format completed. All right, all right, all right. Very AD type approach from, from Joe Parker. Very uh, politically correct, very well thought responses with everything you could tell. He, he did not want to say anything that was going to, you know, put the Rams in a weird position, something that he would have to take back later. Like I said earlier, I get it. It makes sense. They don't know the answers either. What stands out to me, at least about this, is how they referenced the individual locales and how important the viral numbers would be at the various, you know, Mountain West locations, essentially. Basically, when, when everybody left campus back in the spring and when all this started, they, they, members of the league, you know, the athletic directors, everybody, they got together and, and the conversations were all about how if, if the numbers were under control, you know, in, in the areas where they're playing, that's going to be huge for, for the Mountain West being able to give it a go. Clearly, you know, Joe, he's implying right now that it's, it's kind of concerning and, and he's not wrong. I mean, just this week, the governor of New Mexico asked, you know, New Mexico and New Mexico State to, to postpone fall college sports. They don't want them playing college football because of the, the rising numbers, especially with, with young people in those regions. And when you see stuff like that, it's it's pretty tough to ignore. So at this point, we don't really know what the schedule is going to look like. We don't know when the season's going to start. We don't know any of that. It's it's total chaos. It's it's weird. It's unprecedented. I don't like it. But, you know, because we we still think that college football is going to happen, at least as of right now, I'm, I'm going to keep, you know, creating content under the assumption that it that it is gonna happen i guess like kind of like what joe parker said you know what else am, what else are we gonna do definitely doesn't look good with some of these rising uh, rising numbers but you know like we've been saying for months they're they're gonna try really hard <laughs> to make this happen there's just so much money at stake and beyond that there's there's just i mean people's careers are only so long it's it's not as simple as just money and, and no money there are other factors that in play as well, but money is definitely the driving driving force. Because of that, I thought it would be kind of fun to just explore a couple of teams that the Rams could maybe, you know, potentially play this year. And starting with with number one, this would this is, you know, me being biased. We we all know it. 
the Alabama Crimson Tide. Why not? They're supposed to play USC on September 5th. That's not happening. CSU's supposed to play CU on September 5th. That's not happening. CSU's gone to Tuscaloosa two times before. Maybe they could do it again. Maybe we could get a third one. Let's get a game against one of the best teams in the country. Maybe make a little bit of money. Probably not going to be making as much money as you normally would make to come there just because there won't be you know, fans in the stands likely. Or if there are, it'll probably be like 50% capacity, if that. But hey, roll tide. Let's get a game with Bama. Let's get old Nick Saban on the phone and see if he's willing to play his friends over at Colorado State. I mean, let's be real. No matter what the whatever they end up playing for this year, whether it's a, a traditional bowl spot, you know, maybe we just have a college football playoff as normal. Who knows? Whatever it is, though, you know that Nick Saban expects Alabama to be playing for it. And because of that, they're not going to want to play a league only schedule. They want those tune up games. The SEC is classic about that. They want a chance to play other teams. And that's just why I think if you could make it happen, that seems like a win-win. You get exposure. You get to play a great team. You know, you you get to make up for a game against Colorado and, and get something meaningful out of it. You know, it's one thing to reschedule and, and add, like, just some small mid-major program or something like that. But to get, you know, one of the best power teams in the country, one where eyes all across the board are going to be on your game, that's a win. Even if even if you lose the game, which you very likely, very likely would, it's still a win in my book. Call up Alabama, they're team number one. For the second suggestion, we're going to get a little bit petty. We're going to get a little bit petty, folks. And that's Texas A&M. Look, CU was supposed to go to Texas A&M this year. I think it would be hilarious if CSU went to College Station instead. Pac-12 doesn't want to play it, that's fine. The Mountain West will. I got to imagine Joe Parker has some connects over there somewhere. He seems to be just kind of connected to all of those Texas schools, the Big 12 schools. I know A&M's in the SEC now, but it would be hilarious. <laughs> Could you imagine the, the collective heads exploding in Boulder if the Rams announced that they were going to go play a game in College Station after CU announced that they couldn't? So funny. I, I live for that type of stuff. God, I hope it happens. Third option, keeping things moving, suggested by Kelly Lyle in the press release. University of Kansas, you've, their game versus New Hampshire got postponed. Who knows, maybe you could work something out there. That one is kind of interesting because even though Kansas is a Power 5 team, you might actually be able to work out a home-and-home home with them. I would say, you know, if you can get Arizona, Texas Tech, Vanderbilt, some of these other schools to come, why not the Jayhawks? You know, you could you could operate under good faith and you could go out to Lawrence this year and, and work out something where Kansas comes to Fort Collins in the future. Or maybe because it's such short notice, Kansas is willing to come, you know, play in Fort Collins on the road. Who knows? I just think that's a that's an interesting one to keep your eye on and one where it'd be fun because you got less miles. So, you know, you're going to get some national attention. But beyond that, I I think it's probably a, at least a somewhat winnable game. I think Kansas is getting better. But I think that's that's about as winnable of a Big 12 game as you could get. I'd be super down for it. And beyond that, maybe it helps you, you know, establish a relationship down the line that, is, that allows you to schedule something on the basketball side, which as we all know, Kansas much more known for basketball. CSU Men's Hoops went to Duke last year. Maybe, maybe they want to, you know, test out Allen Fieldhouse, you know, maybe they want to 
see what's up with the Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Anyways, just, just food for thought, something to consider. Fourth team, we got TCU. They lost a game versus California. You've, you've already got established ties, given that TCU, Gary Patterson, very familiar with the Mountain West. Still get a fairly high-profile game. It's going to be difficult, probably a tougher game than Kansas. Still one of those where you might be able to work out a home-and-home. Home. I think you'd probably, probably have to travel to TCU, if we're being honest, though. At this point, with the COVID numbers in Texas, who knows, maybe they'd be willing to come to CSU just because of it. Fifth and final option, pretty basic one that's going to get thrown around a lot, Brigham Young University, the BYU Cougars. They lost a November 28th game versus Stanford, so they are probably looking to fill that game at this point. Why not face a familiar foe in CSU? Now, obviously with BYU, some of that is going to be kind of dependent on, you know, what the what the numbers look like in Utah. You know, we talked about earlier, it, it could potentially like if if the numbers are so high there that you can't play Utah State, would you be able to play BYU and Provo? I I don't know. That's that's something to consider. I just think with the established, you know, regional ties, it, it would be an easy fix, an easy play game. Nice and cheap from travel-wise. You know, you can drive there. You don't have to get a charter or anything like that. I don't know. I, I would I would at least consider BYU. Anyways, those those are the five teams that I was able to come up with. I just, you know, kind of right before the podcast. If you have a suggestion for a team that you would like to see CSU Explore plan, send it my way and I'll talk about it on, you know, the next episode or the episode after that. Might actually even write about this as well. I'm I'm trying really hard to to get more content out. Now that I'm moved, I have all of these ideas and I'm super stoked to bring them to life. I actually, I had a chance to sit down via Zoom, obviously, uh, with Ali Farouk-Manash and J.R. Blunt, the assistant coaches of CSU Men's Basketball, talked to each of them for like well over 45 minutes, probably an hour, honestly. And it was just awesome to, to pick their brains again. It, it made things feel a little bit more normal again. God, I mean, I hadn't seen those dudes in forever. It felt so weird. But we just, you know, we talked about what it's like getting back to practice. We talked about creating, you know, a new culture and what it's going to be like for Medved in year three and what it's like working with all the different assistants and everybody's different roles. And I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a kick-ass feature. I really think Ram fans are going to like it. But beyond that, uh, we'll probably take some of the audio because I, you know, most of it was was for this feature, but just given that we talked that long, we obviously branched into some other things as well. And so I'm going to take some of that audio and just, you know, kind of let you guys listen to it because I think you guys will really just be interested. It was fun to hear so many different perspectives. I mean, J.R. Blunt, he's a guy who's coached at the D3 level, the D2 level, the D1 level, and he's had various roles at all of those different, you know, programs. And so it was just so cool to hear, you know, what it was like, you know, working at D3 where you can recruit year round, but you basically have no budget or D2, you know, where you're, you can give half scholarships and three quarter scholarships and, and what that process is like. And it was obviously fun to talk to Ali and everything that he's been through. So I just think you guys are really going to like this. I, I know I've said that like six times now, but it's true. And I'm very excited and you should be too. If you are a DNVR subscriber, check out the rate, the latest, the latest written piece, which is a Rams notebook. Uh, one of my classic writing styles where I just kind of take a couple of different topics and, and blend them together. But in, in this specific one, I just talked about 
how Steve Adazio's leadership styles, what he's done over the last five, six months have, have really impressed Joe Parker. Talked about some of the scheduling stuff that we went in here. Uh, talked about preseason hype. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but you know Warren Jackson recently named the Mountain West Offensive Preseason Player of the Year. Going to talk about that more tomorrow. Also named to the watch list for the Maxwell Award. Ryan Stonehouse on the Ray Guy list of preseason watch lists. All kinds of stuff. Barry Wesley, Dante Wright, all these dudes just getting all kinds of individual recognition. So go check out that, that notebook piece and just get caught up on all things CSU football. We will be back with another edition of this podcast tomorrow. Also going to be back with another edition of the DNVR College Pod now that our guy Hank is back from Montana. Should be a blast. Really looking forward to it. Shout out to all of you. You guys make the dreams come true. Much love. La, la, la.